I'm I'm done with the new music. Hip hoppy wop bop. Made of fail. We were unpopular before it was cool. Come on, let's get this gay show on the gay road. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. It makes sense now. Yeah, it's not falling into place. Of course, that place is nowhere near this place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Made a Fail, episode 68. I'm Dana. We have a Kevin. Do we? We do. Where? Unless you're not Kevin. I don't know. Are you one of those weird shape-shifting alien things? I'm just wondering, you know, because... Uh, you guys haven't had me on for about a year now. People probably just <laughs> forgot who I was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> we have you on for a very specific reason. Could you not evilly chuckle? Seriously. Hi, have we met? <laughs> anyway, we're here today because this is a, uh, a long-promised episode. Because back when Kevin was doing his Kickstarter for his play... Back in April... Back in April, uh, we did the whole thing where it was like, okay, well, if you donate X amount of dollars, you get to be on the show. And here's my friend Sean McNabb, my old DM from back when I used to D&D, uh, throwing a shit ton of money at us. For some well, reason. Well, I for some can't reason. help it. <laughs> you can't help throwing money at people? Keep going, man. Because, you know, I mean... Well, I, I'm standing I can, right I can... here. I can, well, I can I mean, scan in and email you some of my bills. You know, we got we got lots of stuff that needs paying for. Funeral expenses for my grandpa. Aw. Well, yeah, you had be. to be a bummer about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Janie Buzzkill over here. Yeah, you know. Uh, no. Well, I can't really stop when I see a chance for self-promotion, especially these days. Well, if you're going to self-promote, let's talk about you for a second. Um, you are, like I mentioned, you were my, well, not my, not my very first DM because that honor goes to Kevin who got me into the game in the first place. That was fun. But you, Sean, sort of refined it. I think I played with your group for like a year. It was, yeah, like a and year it and a was half. Really fucking cool. You tell you tell a really good story, man, and I still to this day wish we could have finally just finished it off. Yeah, that's sort of something I really wish we could have done. Yeah. I'll However, I got a job around then, and that kind of screwed everything up. And I got into Warcraft, and yeah. <laughs> Which is almost it, like a job, but we're no, it's pretty much the opposite a, direction. Sh- shut up. <laughs> like yeah. The opposite of a job. But aside from being an awesome DM, you're mostly a storyteller. And you're telling a story in a comic online that I can't fucking pronounce because it's in Latin. French. Also French. That looks like Latin. (laughs) Shut up, Dana, and let Sean talk. Uh, I run a comic studio called Studio Black Hat White Rabbit with a uh, friend of mine and uh, another person who is our colorist. And we currently have the comic Sanvois Nocturne, which, if any of you know chess terms, Sanvois means blindfold chess. Basically, it is a, I want to just call it a modern fantasy superhero comic, where we focus on the notion that 
superhumans are largely become becoming less of a minority in this particular world and starting to have a much bigger place in the uh well in the world and uh usually we follow a group of uh superhumans called the metrians which are from their own country called the isles of metria they run i want to say they're sort of like a police force for uh a uh, another city state called Terminus which is where this comic mostly takes place. Terminus is about the size I'd say of the American Midwest, so it's pretty gigantic and it doesn't have its own police force for these superhumans which are called combers, which is a corruption of the musical term uh combriare means to change. I'm very odd when it comes to naming things. No, actually, I thought that was pretty cool, except I kept pronouncing them cambers in my head until you just said it in front of me, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's something that doesn't really translate I can't speak sometimes. other languages, can you tell? Eh, <laughs> well, well, you can try. But, uh... Gold star. At the moment, we're running a mini, which is sort of an introduction, and barring a lot of technical difficulties we've been having, because our my artist has been, uh... She has been dealing with a dying computer for the last several months, which has basically crippled our output. Oh, but, have it we all. Yes. But uh, at the moment, uh, if you guys have looked at it, it's uh, a sort of, I wouldn't say it's a murder mystery, but it's a bombing mystery mm-hmm. between uh, with two of the characters who are going to be main characters when the uh, sort of the main thing gets going next year, uh, Victor Hollow and Vol. Which, yeah, Vol short for Volumnus, which is means its own separate thing. <laughs> I did read it. I, I liked Victor. He's kind of the squirrely sidekick to the, you know, big magical guy <laughs> in, in Vol. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Well, and, and we the, don't... I, I, I liked the twist, the reveal who the comber was. <laughs> that was really cool. I like yeah. the designs of the characters, too, so props to your artist. Yeah, a lot of this is sort of stuff that's been brewing in my head, and we had to uh, translate some of that stuff fairly well. But, uh, yeah. Shit that's yeah. in your head? Yeah. Yeah. Especially some of the stuff like uh, Silouen, who just recently appeared. And, uh, yeah, sadly we don't get a whole lot of Vol in this one. Like, we don't really get to see his rampant gynophobia or his various other issues. <laughs> but I assume we're going to. Oh, you're going to see a lot of him. I, I, I love it when you come up with characters that have that defining characteristic that everybody remembers, like, oh, God, <laughs> the great soul. I'm great sorry. soul! <laughs> Kevin, this fucking guy. Sean had us, like, sort of fighting mirror images, like, like, Almost like mirror universe, like uh, evil uses. It's hard to describe. Evil it, robot uses, like, yeah. Not robots. So, so you know, like we, we'd have a, a dark paladin, we'd have a dark wizard, stuff like that. So, so we had this this inept wizard. <laughs> I would <laughs> thought say he, he was, was inept. Well, yeah, he did kind of almost kill us all. Shut up. Well, it's not that. It's more he, like people couldn't hit him. Grossly overestimated himself. <laughs> Can you not see the greatness of the great soul? 
That's one of my favorite characters. It's like the squirrely guy in Goldeneye. I am invincible! Oh, uh, Alan Cummings, wasn't it? Was that? Yeah, that was Alan Cummings, I believe. It's been like 15 years since I've seen it. I, I just remember that guy. I'm good with actors and voice actors and things like that. But yeah, I like to sort of give each character their own sort of quirk. For example, people that I showed the comic to early on took notice of the color scheme of Vol because it's a lot of black, and then there's the hot pink ribbon. Oh. I'm sorry, it's been like a week since I read it. Don't hate me. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I remember I liked that scene in the living room where like the pit of fire opens up. They're just like, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. That was yeah. that was the memorable one for me. And then Vol immediately grabs him by the back of his neck and throws, throws him out a window. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So if you're interested in uh, in taking a look at this, it is at your URL or uh, shall I? Uh, studio BHWR.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually looking for a mechanical designer at this point. And so if anyone's interested, I'm like willing a to pay. Site designer or? No, like a person who is willing to draw mechanical things guns, giant robots, cars, oh. things like that. Hey, Kevin, don't we know an artist? We know a couple of different artists. We know a few. All right, which one specifically so, uh, are you talking about? I was thinking about either Benjamin or Kara. <laughs> well, as long as you're willing to pay him. Well, I'm, I mean, come on, it's art. You don't exactly get it for free. I'll tell you what, I'll put, I'll put you in contact with a couple of these people. And, you know, actually, they listen to the show, so what the hell? So they'll know. Well, well, you can email us at uh, studiobhwr.com, or... Damn it. StudioBHWR at gmail.com. You tried. Gold I tried so hard. But <laughs> we'll have it written down. Uh, in put the, the info notes. in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, Black Hat Writer. And, uh, my artist has a Twitter, but she doesn't really use it. But, uh, that's at Pale White Rabbit. And our colorist is, uh, at Daggy Love, I think. I could no, it's at Daggy Inc. Uh, she is uh, lovely dagger at deviantart.com, and she is so good. I love whenever she sends us a new page. Speaking of, there should be a page on her desk right now, so expect that sometime fairly soon. Yeah, you're up to page twenty-five on yours. Yeah, one thing I've really liked about this is I've learned a lot about comic scripting, mm-hmm. which is something I've never done before. So this first uh, mini sort of did the old way that I scripted, which was basically script things almost like a movie script and then hand it to my artist to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting more into panels and panel layouts and things like that. I've probably redone the first issue like three times now. And I still yeah, but you just that. do that. One of the yeah. things as far as uh, comic writing that uh, I've, I've picked up, specifically if you follow uh, Greg Rucka, He's got his um, webcomic, Lady Saber and the Pirates of the Ineffable Eighth, or something along those lines. I don't have it right up in front of me, but uh, he posts the script in the notes of every uh, comic that he does. So you can actually see um, what his notes to his uh, artists are when the panel goes up. Hmm, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so far for uh, in terms of learning how to do it, I've uh, been looking at tutorials by a guy named I believe it's Jim Zub, or I think it is, 
but he does a comic called Skull Kickers, and he's done a bunch of other things. But uh, yeah, it's Jim's up, and uh, he's got this whole long tutorial about how to brainstorm, how to pace things, where you plan your pages, how scripting should go, dialogue, and like whole separate thing on action scenes, which there's going to be a shitload of. So yeah, it's sort of been a real big learning experience and I really enjoy this and also it allows me sort of the ability to actually get to see some of this stuff like visually which I really really enjoy and uh, yeah it's a huge learning experience and at this point in time we've got including this thing which this SVN is a behemoth of a story from what we've got planned and because uh, I think I've joked about it on Twitter that people have seen is that we have approximately 80-some characters that have their own personalities and such. <laughs> There's a reason I say that we're going to be having a rotating cast. Okay. Yeah, because that, uh, that, that seems a little unwieldy. Yeah, well, not all of them are going to have huge amounts of screen time. I mean, right. think about how Doctor Who has so many characters. Oh God, right. So, I mean, not everyone's going to get things, but I know at least a good majority of them are going to have at least a day in the limelight. So, That's cool. The, the one thing I always love to do is just sort of build worlds, which is uh, I'm working on another thing with uh, which with another person who's uh, doing some of the writing, uh, my artist, I should say. And uh, then I'm working on a solo graphic novel at some point in time. In addition to me being an insane person and picking up another project and doing a board game with a friend of mine. Sounds like so. somebody I know. Yeah, except I'm, you know, working <coughs> on everything all at once. And having a 40-hour-a-week job. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yes? Got something stuck in my throat there. Doing all the things at once. All the things. All of the things. Yep. At least, at least you have a plan on finishing them. Well, it's one of those things that always bothers me is I can't leave a story unfinished. Hallelujah. You really got to get that man. checked out, Dana. I I do, man. I got I, I gotta take something for this. Yeah, I hate leaving a story unfinished, which is why. D&D, it's one of those things is I need to finish a campaign at some point in time simply because I know I will simply keep reusing the ideas until it's done. Are we ever going to be able to get everybody back, do you think, for like one last... I always wanted to bring everybody back for like just one last, just finish it, you know? I have no idea how I would be able to do that. I know, right? <laughs> I have to wrangle so many fucking people. I still talk to uh, to Tyler, but I don't know about everybody else. I mean, Gav and... Well, Gav, yeah. Gav's Gav's working on his own minor internet celebrity at the moment. Well, I mean, being a part of the LK Mafia helps and stuff like that. I've largely disappeared from that group. I've been busy. So busy. Having a life. Well, working on this. Yeah. <laughs> enjoying to wa enjoying to see ha half or more of my paycheck going to this. Just like, I'm putting all my hopes on you. I don't understand you people who, like, make things and uh, it's odd. You know what? Type I really, it's one of those weird things where I will lose a hell of a lot of money on this, but I will enjoy every moment of it. I'm a consumer, damn it. <laughs> 
But speaking of finishing things, Kevin, you did actually finish the thing, and I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show because we haven't had you. Tell us how the play went. Oh, the play. Tell Sean where his money went. The play was <laughs> fantastic. Oh, we uh, we had an all-female cast, which everybody was phenomenal. I was absolutely mind the listeners what you were doing. Away. Um, well, over the summer, uh, I got some friends together, put together a, uh, a small little theater company, and we went and put on uh, Terry Pratchett's uh, Weird Sisters. One of one of the uh, the Discworld books uh, adapted uh, for the stage, and uh, we just had a blast. It was uh, uh, an all female cast, like I mentioned, a bunch of uh, local Chicago performers who uh, very happy to do it just for the experience of actually doing it, just for the fun of theater. Um, we had about eight performances. And sold out six of them, and it just uh, it was it was ridiculously fun. I I just had a a, a great time. People loved it. Uh, people have been asking when our next one's going to be, which uh, the answer is uh, we're, uh, we're working on it. So uh, probably sometime this spring. What are you planning on doing? Well, there's uh, as I mentioned on the last episode that I was on, uh, there's an old. Um, William Hope Hodgson story, Karnacki the Ghost Finder. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, which, uh, Rowan and Tessa actually are working on adapting to the stage. And they're, um. Oh, they're scripting it? They're, yeah, they're adapting it. They're, um. Awesome. They've been, they've been working once a week, collaborating and writing, and this is, this is their first stage adaptation. So this is actually kind of an experiment, um, to see if this works. And if it does, then there's um, some other stuff which I don't want to get into in case you know it doesn't work, and I don't want to get people's hopes up. But there's no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. If this if this works out, if it's uh, if if it's fun, if it's something that that we can all do, then there are uh, some big fun things in store for the More Bacon Theater Company. Awesome, Sean, you gonna throw money at him? I don't know. Are you gonna have another podcast up for it? Maybe, maybe, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just had a horrible image of you guys like dancing on a stage waiting for people to throw money at you so you can recite plays instead of strip. Okay. Just I... gave me an idea. No! <laughs> I want nothing to do no. with this. <laughs> well, interesting, interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, um, Please don't ever segue from stripping. I'm just saying, uh, two two of the actresses uh, are also performers at uh, the Gorilla Tango Theater, who put on the uh, the geek burlesque shows. That still counts as stripping. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have I have weird prejudices. Right, moving on then. No, tell the audience because like there's no that was it that was it they do. The oh. geek burlesque shows. I, I mean, we have uh, two of the actresses. They were they were in both the uh, the Doctor Who burlesque and the Star Wars burlesque. So let the Wookiee win. <laughs> I just all right. <laughs> I, I I can't. I'm sorry. I can't picture. And and don't send me pictures, please. There's things I need untainted. <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> God damn it, Dana, stop thinking about Jabba the Hutt like that. Why? Why does your brain always go to the worst possible place first? Oh, ho, 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 ho. That's no. okay, you like Captain Solo where he is. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you say Captain Solo? Well, yes. I guess that... Because it... I am not awake, like, remotely at fucking all. Because I was gonna say, what, since when is he a... Oh, right. Wow. I, and yet I need you wanted to, to do a whole show. Here. I, I, I haven't had near enough caffeine. Listeners, have you missed me? It's been a really bad month for me, okay? I No, it's okay. I died. I had to fly to Illinois, stay there for three weeks. It was horrible. I didn't get to do anything. Oh, my fucking God. I had, like, no good Wi-Fi up there. I don't know how I lived. But anyway. So, okay. Can we just... Day of the Doctor? I saw most of it with uh, with Laura earlier today. People are all like, oh, I only saw half of it. I can't do it. I want it. Didn't spoilers, sweetie. I want to talk about it. Can we talk? Please. All right. Look, kick. All right. Which one of you wants to go first and, and say, like, how far you've gotten into it and, and how, what you think of it? I'm 40 minutes and 40 seconds as the timer on my computer states. And, uh, I gotta say, I'm really enjoying this as someone who doesn't usually watch Doctor Who. I watched all of the Eccleston era. I watched, I don't know, like 10 episodes maybe of the Tenant era and watched the first season of the uh, Smith era. And uh, I got to say, I'm really enjoying this, especially the uh, interaction between the three doctors. Oh, my God. How awesome. I love it. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but the part where the chestburster comes out of the eighth uh, of of you know the eight point five doctor, doctor yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just disgusting. Uh, I don't know how they had the budget for that. Did did it put on a little hat and start? Hello, to- my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. So oh, oh my God. Special. <laughs> Change my order to soup. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, John, I, I think he's he's great as the Doctor. I expect I didn't expect him to be as as lighthearted as he is, considering what he's about to do. Yeah, but he's still the this Doctor. Is, this is the story. This is the story of uh, the Time War. We get to finally see the Time War on Gallifrey, and we get to, we're at well, the very somewhere. end of. Well, we get to see this is the very end of it, um, where the Doctor is about to. He wants the the war to end because otherwise the entire universe is going to just fall into nothingness and, and be completely exterminated by the Daleks and the Gallifreyans. And his solution is to blow up Gallifrey and destroy all the Daleks and all the Time Lords, and that's what he's had to live with for like four hundred some odd years. Now here's and that, here's that's why when we see that. nine. Yeah, that's why when we see nine, he's he's so it, it it just happened for him. He had just regenerated, and 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 he's, you know, in his mind, he just destroyed his entire planet to save billions of people. No, and you really see that that conflict and that horror of war in nine. He's he's very yep. rough around the edges. Now now here's 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 the thing. I was I was sitting there watching that, going, wait a minute. The solution to this. Didn't that already happen? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm like because uh, 
they already went into this during the last uh, 10 special, uh, The End of Time. Where, you know, the, uh, uh, the Time War and Gallifrey and everything were locked in stasis. I will say that the end of this... Oh God! I really it, it shows you end. how it uh, it shows you how it got locked. Nope, Cause that that's a completely new thing. It's it's it, no, it no, completely... no 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 I'm telling no I'm telling you, I don't want to spoil anything. I know I'm just saying it completely. You'll see why it gets it gets frozen. Like no, the, the no, reason it... they Moffat. I I feel I feel I feel like you just I I almost want to like stop the show and have you guys finish it. Then no, back. I saw the end. Oh, you did. Okay, I saw well, the end. Oh, so you I, saw the latter. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, so between the two of you, you've seen the whole episode. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. But let's, yeah, not. Ah! I'm gonna just go with time travel and then you know hop in something and leave. I, that's that's basically yeah, Moffat. Yeah. <laughs> See so the the pro- the problem is I I really really enjoyed the end. Of it, um, oh god, that last that last scene. Beginning of it was not all that great, and I was colored a bit by the fact that I know all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes and the huge snubs being given to everybody else. And I just it 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 kind of altered my perception of how the special went because I knew. What happened to I, go for I, it? I had no idea, so I went in completely, you know, sit there and, and let me fangirl. I, I do admit that the, after the thing was over, I was like, well, what does this do to that episode, The End of Time? And and so I really have to go back and watch that and see if it doesn't fuck with the master it does. and his plan. It yeah, it does. does. But, you know, Doctor Who has always had like a sort of... Long really? distance relationship. Oh, I'm not. Time. I'm not even. I'm maybe not even it, talking. Maybe about it calls once in once a couple yeah. years. Maybe it writes a letter, postcards. I like to call it a fluid continuity. <laughs> well, you got you got you got fifty years in a time machine. There's no real such thing as continuity, but there's it's it's more the approach taken to that fluid approach to continuity that really sours me on how Moffat's been handling the last couple seasons. But that's beside the point. You might say I've been doing this all my lives. Yes. Oh, my God. It, it had some really good one-liners. It had a lot of, you know, wink-nudge, see-what-I-did-there moments. Um, say no more, say no more. Sean, when you see the curator at the end... I've I've already heard... Oh, okay, all right. Tom Baker. <laughs> Fucking Tom Baker. Oh, my God. He looks old as shit, but he that sparkle the- in his eye, he had a smile on his face. Matt Smith had this irrepressible grin on his face. Well, and you could tell he was just squeeing like a madman while he was acting in that scene. Like, you just couldn't hold it back. The thing about a lot of the, so much joy. A lot of the American fans, uh, especially the American fans that watched the old stuff, um, is that Tom Baker was our doctor because Tom Baker was the one that was always on PBS, uh, especially here in Chicago. And we, um, Rowan talked about this a lot on uh, 
what was that, episode 20, whatever it is. I'm not even going to try to keep track of numbers um, anymore. Just the, the Doctor episode. Who episode, uh, <laughs> when he went and, and described the whole fact that, that the Chicago scene was actually really, really good at the time. And uh, it, it, was, it was just very Tom Baker-centric. So for a lot of the older fans in America, seeing Tom Baker back again was really the kicker. I think it was magnificent what they did where they actually like simulcast it to the entire world at the exact same time. Not that I got to see it because we don't get BBC America. And you didn't you guys don't have a uh, a theater that was doing it either. The theater is actually the theater event is tomorrow. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it is. The problem with that is that all over the world <laughs> your only option is you get to see it in 3D. Guess what I can't see in? Anything? I hate 3D. I know. Hey, shut up. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't fucking see in 3D, so I wouldn't be able to. I'd have the glasses on. It would give me some sort of wacky ass headache, and it would just it would just fuck with my eyes, and it wouldn't do anything special at all. And, and the movie would be like slightly out of sync with itself. I, I wouldn't be able to watch it. Not being able to see in 3D must probably be hell on day to day life. You have no idea. That's what, well, that's why I can't drive. I can't tell how far away things are. Everything looks almost equidistant to me. It's a, I, I'm amazed I can put one foot in front of the other. Nobody caught that. All right. What? Never mind. No, I don't get the joke. Explain it so I think it's funny. Explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You can know how it works, but it dies in the process. And it's going to stink, like, to high heaven? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's what all these, these little the wiggly bits in the middle. <laughs> oh my god! Can I just say though, let, oh my god! I have to, I have to share. I, I have to do this completely aside. I ran into the one person last night. I was, I was healing dungeons. The one person who had no idea what that's what she said means, and I was just blown the fuck away. So, uh, did did they like being I, in the I, rock? I didn't know what to. Do no, so I'm doing. Kevin, you'll know what this is. I was doing halls of origination, mm-hmm. and they were riding the camels. Yep. Yeah. So me, there's so. yeah, there's this dungeon where you can. It was a cataclysm dungeon. You ride the camels and you can cast while yeah. moving. It's that's that's the yeah. big thing about oh, that. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, and if you keep them alive the whole time and you beat the boss in, in heroic mode, you, you get a weird achievement. So this guy gets on the camel. I'm like, you know, the camel thing only works in heroic. And he goes, that's okay. I like to ride them. So, you well, know, it works me. normally. Just don't get an achievement. You can still yeah, cast one. I, I know, I know. But I'm saying, well, you know, here's me. Of course, I'm going to say that's what she said. And this guy loses his shit. And he's like, you asshole. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not a goddamn girl. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't like all caps lock <laughs> so just, something tells me that he has been the recipient of this and yet no one has explained this i i i, I you know this game would be just, so much better I, I if it lost, wasn't for all the fucking people i lost my ability to even to can to just everything i was just like you've seriously never you, you, honest to God, don't know what that's what she said means. Yeah, well, you know, the rest uh, is, do you you're... do you live in a cave? A- and he goes, No, I just don't live on the internet like you people. 
Um, uh, something tells me this person was very, very young. Never watched The Office. I don't know. And, and, and I'm like, you know, and by the way, you know, a goddamn girl <laughs> is keeping you alive, so you might want to watch the attitude. He's like, whatever. I have a yeah, some, something tells me this is a young kid. I'm, I'm sure you're a charmer. So like, Dana. How, how do you? Dana, there are what? no girls on the internet. What are you talking about? Especially not on Warcraft. I love that. He just got so offended. He's like, I'm not a goddamn girl. God, Dana, you are such my a opinion. fake geek girl, seriously. <laughs> oh, dear. My opinion of the Warcraft community has improved slightly. How mainly I? because I've able to, because I've been able been to compare it? it to the, uh, League of Legends community. Oh, Fair enough. Lord almighty. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. comparison, WoW is a gentle playground. You haven't been in LSR on a Monday. You haven't been on League well, of Legends. Well, I'm, you know, sane. <laughs> The worst LFR on a Monday is probably, like, League of Legends all the time. No. Uh, I'd say it's probably a light League of Legends. No, oh, man. Blizzard's at least this is why better. I don't like League of that. Legends on a good day. Yeah. That oh, but game. speaking of, are you going to play Heroes of the Storm, which is Blizzard's MOBA that's coming out? I haven't seen much of it. I don't usually Did like Did you see the MOBA? trailer? That, that trailer is awesome. Proving that's that the Jim, most Jim badass trailer the I've ever, ever seen. Jim Rayner needs to be in everything. Yes. Oh, God! I know somebody who's going to be your best friend in a minute. I, I, talk, talk to the talk to uh, the Yellow Jacket guy about Jim Rayner. He's got such a uh, Yellow Jacket. Jim Rayner is awesome. He's very underrated. I don't even play StarCraft, and like, I don't know. Cause... Everyone loves Jim Rayner. I I want to try. I I got to I got to play um uh Warcraft three, and I learned something. You can't I suck at RTS games. I'm terrible at RTS well, games. What you I need love to do with that. with uh, Warcraft Three is just play it for the story. Put on God mode. Yeah, put on the cheats. Oh, I wanted to do. Uh, they've got all the cutscenes on on YouTube all put together. So I just you know that's what I watch. You know, it's like I wanted to play it though. I wanted to kind of see what happens. Well, cutscenes you know. cut nothing. I mean, there's there's. Story that Stuff gets that dropped in the missions. Dro- well, I know the this game. story. I've read Arthas. No, no, no I'm know? saying the story gets dropped in the missions too. So watching the cutscenes, you still miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah but I kind of know what Rom happens. Falling to Manor off and things like that. Eh, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm, I'm terrible at it. I die in like two seconds. Like, what do I click? And then I can't figure out like how to move with the map and the, the mousing over moves the map. And I'm so confused. And what Starcraft, is this? I need an adult. Starcraft, especially if you're just playing the single player campaign on the easier modes, it's very, a lot more streamlined than Warcraft. It's, um, I don't understand how to command armies. Is my problem. Okay. See, I, I, I grew up with uh, Age of Empires, so I was able to pick up on, on StarCraft and Warcraft right away. I grew up on Warcraft 2, so that's how I got there. They're working on a thing over at Blizzard where they're they're going to try to get Warcraft 1 and 2 to work on modern computers. Mm-hmm. I actually have a version of Warcraft 2 that's for PC. So Yeah, that it did, it did come out on Battle.net like years and years and years ago. Yeah, I but Warcraft one went out looking DOS, for that. Isn't it? Yeah. I wish I could see that. That would be actually really cool to see. It's like, I kind of want to buy it, but I'm like, Dana, you wouldn't be able to play it. You're fucking terrible at this. Well, maybe if it comes out, I'll decide to stream it, then two, then three. and That would be cool. That. that that I would like to see. I would like to see that getting streamed. 
Yeah, even though the story is very much a, it's Warcraft 3, they decided to have the campaigns that all sort of meshed into one each other, but Warcraft 1 and 2, it's like human campaign, orc campaign, and it's sort of like a split between the two. It's just like, if you play the human campaign, then the humans win the war, if you play the orc campaign, the orcs win the war, so. Now, wait, but that's the first war, that's when the orcs invade Stormwind, right? So how do the humans win? That's, there's, well, that's there's two, two different games. There's, there's two endings. The two camp end. Yeah, there's two endings. And only one of, only them, one is of them is canon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, just, it's like a fighting game. Just say, Kevin, all you needed to say was only one is canon. I, I did say that. I just said that. Oh like my god. But, but speaking of fucking up canon. Speaking of fucking up canon. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Warlords of Draenor. The one expansion that got me back in the wild. Oh my god. I have to. More Draenor stuff. Mmm. Oh, oh, I am going to nerd the fuck out here because I was watching this uh in Illinois on several different streams because, you know, they kept getting shut down by Blizzard, but um it was BlizzCon a few weeks ago. And the next expansion for World of Warcraft is called Warlords of Draenor. Spoiler warning, Garrosh escapes during his trial. So we don't get to kill him yes. again. I have a feeling we'll be able to in the expansion, finally. Really, really want to kill Garrosh. I was so fucking mad when I saw that ending to Siege of Orgrimmar, and he doesn't die, and I was... I asked George, I was so pissed off, I punched the wall. Now here's, I, I am so into the story. Now, here's the expansion. thing. Here, here's the thing about uh, this. Everyone is having trouble wrapping their heads around the time travel component of the plot line for the the well, next expansion. Can I can I just sum up what happens real quick? Is basically so, Garrosh goes back in time somehow. We don't know who's gonna help out. Yeah we do. Is it is it Kairos? Yeah it's Kairos. One of the time walkers? Okay. Is it the, the the bronze dragons are fucking some shit up. So Garrosh goes back in time uh to Way back on on Draenor when it was just the orcs and and the Draenei, and he go, and he goes back to I don't know how far back he goes. He goes, he goes back. back uh, he goes forty years back to right okay. before the orc clans drank the blood of Manoroth. So they're already at war with the Draenei. They're already Shatrath. Uh, as far as I'm able to tell, they've already destroyed Shatrath. Okay, because I just read. Uh, Rise of the Horde by Christy Golden because that's the book where mm-hmm. that's, a good th- that's that's current canon yeah. where the war on Draenor. So basically, and, and right before the, I actually the felt I actually felt pity for a couple of the orcs and considering how pissed off at the orcs I am this expansion, yeah, that was so. I I, I actually had mild sympathy for Nerzel. Nerzel is a, such a tragic figure. He really is. Yep. But, but, but Golden's still an ass. He's, al- he's always been a tragic figure, though. Nerzo. I can't understand. Matthew Rossi raised the point. Why would you go back in time, see Goldan, and not kill him into a thousand pieces? Like, first thing you do. Well, probably because uh, Goldan was already drinking the Kool-Aid and, and probably escaped. 
I mean, he's yeah. he's he's still a that green be, orc in this Garrosh. If Garrosh's whole point is that he wants to go and create what he's going to call the Iron Horde. He's going to use technology from today to arm the orcs of yesterday, and he's go and and what that does is, is it creates an alternate reality, you know, aka J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So <laughs> off in that alternate universe, they have a dark portal, and what ends up happening is that. Um, and then he tries to come back to us. He's going, well, he's going to come back to, you know, re- Earth, Earth one, you know, Azeroth one, if you will. He's on, he's on Earth two, we're on Earth one, if you want to use a DC Comics metaphor. So over on Azeroth two, let's call it Iron Azeroth, shall we? Let's just go ahead and do that. So on Iron Azeroth, you've, you've got the Iron Horde, and Garrosh is going to hijack their dark nope, portal. Nope, nope, that's not no. what's happening. No. No. We're, we're, there's there's absolutely nothing going on. No, there's nothing going on with uh, alternate yeah. Azeroth. What what Garrosh did is he went from Azeroth Prime Azeroth. to mm-hmm. Azeroth. to like old Draenor, split yeah, Draenor it off into uh, uh, Draenor Two. Mm-hmm. Um, trains them up and gives them technology for about five years, and then connects Draenor Two. With Azeroth Prime, uh, the back back in the future, right? So, yeah, that's what I so that's what I was saying. That's what I was getting to. Nothing going on with that Azeroth, though. As far as yeah, we're aware. I think that's what the confusion. I, I didn't I didn't mean to say Azeroth for some reason because I forgot Dur Draenor other world, but it's still all you know reality one and reality two. Yeah, the way Rossi put this, which I think is probably the simplest way to explain it. Nero goes back in time to destroy the Federation. <laughs> He's already got Borg technology. Assuming he goes and tries to give the the Romulan Empire, the future Romulan and future Borg technology, um, Captain Picard and uh, the Enterprise-E go back in time, kick his ass, go back to the prime timeline, problem solved. That's, that's what the... Yeah, there are so many questions on WoW Insider and on the forums right now talking about time travel, time travel, time travel. What does this mean to our Azeroth? And and everybody's missing the point that the answer is nothing. nothing. It's an alternate timeline. Alternate timeline. The only thing that's affecting us in our own timeline is that Garrosh is then bringing the people back to Azeroth Mm -hmm. to try to conquer it. Yeah, that's gonna, oh my god. I'm really, really excited to see this because you've still got Thrall's parents, Duratan and Draka, and this is, you know, before they turn... They, they don't even turn green, because there's no demon blood fell magic shit going on. Hellscream the first. Yeah, Hellscream the first. I am dying to see Garrosh interact with Grom. Dying. What is he going to say? How is he going to start leading this horde? How is he going to convince them what he... You know, is he going to, like... I want to see how he's going to present himself. Is he going to try subterfuge? Is he going to, you know, say, you know, hey, I'm your son from the future, you know, that might not happen, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm, I'm dying to see this. Well, what, and what I love is that we're getting uh, our Cadgar, our Velen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our Vindicator Marad to come with us to Draenor. I and am our so... Excited! Thrall's going to meet his parents. Because the Frost Wolves didn't uh, join up with Garrosh, and so they're going to ally with uh, them. The Frost Wolves, the current horde. Frost Wolves were always the best. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even like the orcs. I want to see this. I, I want, I want Garrosh dead though. I want Grom when he realizes the truth to just say you are a disappointment and then just smack him upside the head so he can go cry. But here's the thing is that, uh, my, my main on my RP server, I know like only like two people care about, you know, no, 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 let's talk game. about the Draenei. Um, no, 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 this is, this is... My main character is a Draenei, and IRP Draenei, and Draenei lore is sketchy enough as it is, but I, I, I've i always had her say, look, Draenor was a beautiful place before it got shattered by demon stuff, and we're going to get to see that. It's going to be beautiful, it's going to be brutal, it's going to be Australia, it's going to... <laughs> It's it's uh, we're we're gonna everything be in Australia into, is a goddamn spider. We're we're gonna be zoning into Carabor. I know. Uh, we're gonna I'm take so... Shatrath back. It's gonna be I'm amazing. Dying to see the Black Temple before it was the Black Temple. Uh, that'll be the first place that we go. So there, there are the there's videos of the starting zones and they're lush and they're beautiful and they didn't just overwrite Outland. This is like built from the ground up. Yeah, using it as using it as a conceptual template rather than an actual physical mm-hmm. template, which they did with Hygel. Hell, Hellfire Peninsula is this lush forest now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you go with to warlordsadranor.com, I mean, you can see you know the, the videos for the starting zones, the trailer, the oh my god, I was those just bog like, giants uh, became uh, walking bog creatures, but before they were whales. Yeah, I, I th- my, my favorite part in the trailer was when you see these giant fucking tanks with with you know they're they're coming up behind the Iron Horde, and then they stand up. They're fucking Gron. Ah, oh. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh my god! And I'm really looking forward to the character models. Yeah, we've already yes, seen some that's of them. actually what models. really got me back into it is just because well I mean right now the character models have really shown their age yeah they're almost oh, 10 God. years old at this point yeah it's one of those things is that's every other game at this point looks prettier than them but this just puts it right back into Warcraft looks really great they yeah. they added new bones to the structures um, like you know capes are going to flow different now hair's going to flow uh, they added, it's going to have the they same they animation almost, like, as they almost tripled the polygon count on on yeah, it's going to have the same animation yeah. as Worgen Goblins and Pandaren. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because when the Pandaren came out, it really made everything look shitty. Yeah. I need to see the humans. I need to see the They're not the going to do those until they're done. They're not going to finish. They're not going to post them. No, and they're the ones I'm that are going to give, uh, have the, the most trouble. But they just released the female Forsaken, which I think is a good Let indicator. I want to see it. I want to see it. I, want I don't to see have it, it with me. Go up. Uh, go, oh, go. Go to Warcraft oh. Insider. There's. They've got. They've got pictures there. Uh, um, I'm gonna Google. The. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good indication of the direction they're going to be taking the humans, when you see the female Forsaken. So I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. And they did say that while the focus is going to be on the original eight, they are going to give Blood Elves and Draenei the same treatment eventually too. Uh, and that's good. And that's not. And, and I mean, Draenei and Blood Elves already make uh, the original eight uh, races look bad, but they're still <laughs> incredibly aged. Old. Yeah, they've got yeah. they've got actual expressions, but they're they're still 
it's still sort of limited. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna do those after all the original eight are done. So probably within the expansion, we're gonna get a Draenei update. But it doesn't matter because we're already getting a Draenei update with every fucking thing else. I can't yep. find the. It's in a video. Oh, say so. Go to MMO Champion. I'm sure they have the pictures there. Oh, hold on. I'll just mute this and then start. Or do that after the show because we're kind of in the middle of something right now. No, I don't care. I'm dying to see this. Kind of in the middle of something (laughs) right now. But, Kevin, (laughs) I want to see the new models. Everything looks great, except for the male Tauren. There's something kind of off about Are you kidding? The male Tauren look awesome. No, they look kind of like dogs. No, not really. I really don't think so. A little bit. I I haven't seen the male Tauren yet, so... See, see, I disagree. I think they look good. But the dwarves are hairy. (gasps) The female dwarves. Holy shit. I have a female dwarf paladin, and I play her all the time. She's she's almost my main on Thunderhorn. And here's the level of detail that they do, is that... um, all of all of the all of the underwear for the naked models are all different <laughs> and they're all racially themed. Like the female Forsaken underwear is bolted onto her, uh, which is uh, cool. Uh, oh, I well, I mean, you know, you gotta keep things from falling off, right? Oh my God, Kevin, stop talking! <laughs> oh my God. Why don't they play hockey in Lordaeron? I don't know, Kevin. Why don't they play hockey in Lord of Because there was a face-off in the corner. I hate you so much. <laughs> why, why are the Forsaken terrible poker players? I don't know. Why are the Forsaken terrible poker players? Because they keep throwing in their hands. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> hey, Kevin. <laughs> why, why don't Warcraft nerds eat chocolate? I don't know. Why don't Warcraft nerds eat chocolate? Because they like everything better in vanilla. (laughs) I'm not funny. That's the old one. Oh, This is the new one. Holy shit! Yeah, look at that. That's the new one. No, that's just just baseline. That's without the extra rot features that people like to, to put on. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I just put in another one that... I was so happy better. that you found it. I was just like, holy shit. But I mean, like, that's... If if, if you look at the uh, the detail on the faces and everything, I... Uh, Grabbing that one. I'm pretty sure that's the direction that they're going to be taking uh, humans Dying as well. Hu- females. Oh my god, look at the hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that looks amazing. I don't like the pigtails, though. I, I, know it's a, I know it's a thing, but it's... So the one that I usually have is in the lower right. That's usually the hair that I pick from my Forsaken. So, but yeah. I really, 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 really need to see this. God, it's going to make me play my Forsaken, and I really don't want to, because I don't like them as a race. But they can have the coolest starting zone. But I really hate them as a concept. <laughs> well, you know, Lord on. I know, but I just really hate them as a concept. I do. I do. I I've got a real grudge against the Forsaken. I don't think they have any right to exist. God damn it! I don't know. I think Thessarion needs to go on a uh, on the warpath, Stormlorder on, and get his boyfriend back. <laughs> what well, now? At the, at the end of uh, 
I you realize that just, they're like everybody who's OTP to end all like, OTPs, right? They were the, I don't know were anything about this. a couple this. of the original Death Knights. Yeah. Oh. Okay. One human, one blood elf. The OTPs to end all OTPs. Indeed. Well, what I really want to see is at the end of Siege of Orgrimmar, you get to talk to everybody in the Alliance. And by the way, I'm really pissed off that you walk up to Thrall and he's like, I have nothing to say to you, human. And I'm like, oh, really? You don't remember me from, you know, when, saving you know, Dragon Soul, saving death, you know, uh, saving the world from Deathwing. You know, I was kind of there. Alex Straza, you know, kind of like got all handsy with your pregnant girlfriend. Or made her pregnant, which is even scarier. No, that's stupid. No, that she was just like recognizing. Alex Straza is a big fan of Dogma. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just, Kevin Smith it's just like you know, I kind of saved the world with you. Remember, big dragon, flamey things. You didn't really do anything. He was too busy being green Jesus. You didn't know how to range DPS at first. Well, that's because he's that's because he's been enhancement <laughs> he for the yeah he. He's been a, a, he was, he's been enhancement for like the entire rest of the game. He he re, he reforged his hit so he would actually yeah okay I'm done. But yeah, he's I have nothing to say to you, human. Fuck you, dude. Aren't you supposed to be neutral and shit? Yeah, that's well, that was my question. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, like everybody else in the horde says the same thing. They're all sort of gathered around after Garrosh has been taken away. Everybody except for Vol'jin. Vol'jin's actually got stuff for you, but. Yeah, he's he's got shit to do, you know. Yeah, he's got war chiefing to do, and, and then uh, you know, you talk to you talk to Varian. He's like, okay, here's what's next for the alliance, and he's talking about like he wants to give Gilneans their their lands back, he wants to rebuild Theramore, he wants to keep Sylvanas in check. Now I have not killed Garrosh Horde side yet. I don't know what they say over there, but I really want to fucking talk to Sylvanas. Because right now, I think she's the biggest threat from the Horde. Gendo, Weston, you uh, want to email in and, and uh, give us... <laughs> I, I really, really want to know what Sylvanas is up to, because the only thing holding her in check really was Garrosh. Because he would let her hang if she did anything with the plague. Well, I mean, and you saw her in the uh, the Worgen's uh, starting zone in, in Cataclysm. She was basically uh, one step away from uh, being a Death Knight. I mean, especially if, if uh, she's since basically Arthas right now. Well, 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 yeah. Well, what I'm he she's Arthas in Warcraft three. Like, if you saw his Death Knight animations and everything for the old model, that's basically what Sylvanas is right now, sitting on her horse, swinging her sword, raising well, things. But- well, even even Garrosh is calling her out like, what difference is there between you and the Lich King now? And he goes, and, and she's all like, well, isn't it obvious? I serve the Horde. You know, just being all like evil in and shit like that. Like, whatever. I should be the chief. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that effect. just reminds me a little bit of Thor 2. I haven't seen Thor 2. No spoilers. Uh, damn you. Ah, no spoilers. I didn't say anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But yeah, I'm 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 really there's so much like cool nerd shit going on. I'm like in in nerd nerd heaven right now. All they had to then do you can was look say... at DC Comics. Hmm. I said, and then you can look at DC Comics and Shut experience up. nerd hell. Shut up. You know, it's really too like... bad that DC's not really done anything for the last couple of years, right? There is a um a piece over at uh, Comics Alliance, um, 
about about how DC wants to be Marvel and has been for like you know the past like 30 40 years it's been wanting to be Marvel and and just just talking about like you know the DC and Marvel house styles and stuff like that and uh, the the big difference is that you know Marvel has its own continuity but DC had had a big thing about legacy a torch that could be passed they were the you know they had the original superheroes and and there was this whole like there were there were it was more like a family of superheroes and then they went and they trashed it all nobody can get married nobody can have kids nobody can be happy nobody can ah, i'm still pissed off about that they need a crisis at 12 <laughs> yeah <sighs> i've actually used dc as sort of inspiration because yeah what not you know to- what yeah what not to do because I have plenty of strong female characters, and there are plenty of married couples. So, you know, screw you guys. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is DC needs to get the writers together, have one final existential crisis, and... <laughs> DC Comics presents Midlife Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't Maybe that basically DC what most copy. of those uh, That's kind of what's going on right now. Maybe <laughs> DC should crisis. copy Marvel and experience a bankruptcy. <laughs> DC. Well, you got Bob Harris in charge. Financial so crisis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not really publishing anything except for Batman and Superman. Like 20,000 fucking Batman books. They're coming out with a new Batman book. Oh. Batman Eternal. Stephanie Brown's going to be in it. For now. Hey. They don't fuck no, 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 they confirmed it. For now. They said absolutely going to be Yeah, she'll be in like one or two issues and then they'll get rid of her again. They <sighs> no, don't like Stephanie Brown. They don't. They they go out of their way to uh, get rid of her. Why do I keep seeing such a huge disparity between what the fans like and what's actually selling? There's a huge fandom out there for all these different characters. And then... The sales figures are like abysmally low. I mean, the only the only person who bucks that trend is uh, anything Gail Simone's writing, really, because uh, you know, yeah. that girl's been one of the top ten books for almost since it came out. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm buying it every month, and I'm really enjoying it. But everything right now is sort of getting. I, I'm only buying like three DC titles anymore. And right now it's kind of interrupted by some big Batman event, zero year. I don't even fucking know. I was telling the story of what happened five years ago. There was some big hurricane or something, and and the Riddler had the power shut down at the city. And I don't even fucking know what's going on. But um, it wasn't Gail that wrote this issue this month, but it was still it was a really really good fill in issue. I'll, I'll give it that. You know, it it really gave Barbara a chance to shine, and learn that there was some heroism within herself even before she ever heard of Batman. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I just <sighs> I I'm I'm kind of <laughs> kind of on 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 Batman, you know, overflow here. Batman existential. Well, then you're going to get a you're going to get even more of that when uh, Man of Steel versus Batman comes out. I know, I know, I know. The more I hear about that movie, the more terrible I think it's going to be. I haven't really been paying attention. They're talking about adding Nightwing to this. What? Why? Why not just focus well, on a world's finest movie and just be done with it? 
that's what this is. Right, oh, but, they're, but they're... this is a Batman versus Superman yeah, movie. So we can't have them being friends. <sighs> I'm really... I got into a nerd fight the other day with uh, my friend Wary and uh, and Sterling, and, and we, which was hysterical because she didn't know who she was talking to. <laughs> I, I I I tell her like you, you know you're arguing with somebody who actually wrote Superman. And she goes that Sterling Gates, and I'm like, it's not like he's got a common name. <laughs> She's like flipping her shit. Can I call no. him Sterling Silver? No. Uh, I'm sure he hasn't heard that 30 million goddamn times growing up either. That's probably true. I'm gonna yeah. retract that comment. <laughs> like, I haven't heard some variation of, oh, are you disabled? You unable? Like, 80 times a day. See, I just like, I just like the fact that, you know, um, Kurt Busaic, uh, Kurt Busaic? I don't care how to pronounce his name. <laughs> um, he 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 read my uh, kind of pitch oh, for comicsology and says, "Here's how you fix all this stuff. Read the stuff that I wrote, which is like completely like that's not what I was talking about. You you you, you go and you, you uh, try to derail this with uh, stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with what I said. It's like, look, uh, I just thought here's a good way." to get the casual readers who don't have the time or money to put 7,000 crossover titles in a, a pull box. And his solution was, well, don't read stories that are that involved. Yeah. It's like, don't, well, well yeah, which is, so... is kind of the DC attitude. It's like, don't, if you don't like it, don't read it. We don't. If you didn't want to read anything that wasn't super involved, you wouldn't get anywhere near Marvel. <laughs> But so basically Marvel what he's saying is, is we don't I'm, like I want money. Them to do is, is the thing is that I found out that uh, Marvel has their own uh, subscription uh, uh, online, for lack of a better term, uh, a streaming service. It's basically a Netflix for comics. They have their Marvel Unlimited. And, and while it doesn't have the interlinking that I suggested through crossover titles and everything, they're actually working on it. And they've got everything up from you know, as, as far back as they can get scans of to about a year ago. And they, and they, and they try to have a year buffer between when an issue hits the newsstands and when they put it up available for Marvel Unlimited, uh, which is understandable. They want to get the newsstand, uh, uh, sales, but, um, you know, you, you just pay a monthly fee and you can read all the comics in, in, in the history that you want. And they're working on a linking uh, system where you get to the end of one story and they say, here's the next part of that story in this comic. They're working on that. You should sue. No, no. I, I want them to do that. I'm saying, I'm, I was saying, look, this is an idea I'm giving you for free. Like, you could do Comixology Premium or Comixology 2.0. I don't – you know, something like that. Because the, But that is how, one, you're going to cut down on, on uh, comics piracy uh, the same way that Netflix cut down – didn't didn't remove obviously, but cut down significantly on on uh, movie and TV show piracy. It'll gra let you get the casual readers, people who want to know what's what's going on, but don't want to go and get like three thousand trades to to try to research what the story was to get to the point where you're at now. Like it's it's like the perfect solution, and Marvel's doing it so. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like, going back to the point that I was making is that 
where he, where he had an issue with Jonathan Kent in Man of Steel. I need to preface this by saying that I still haven't seen the movie, but I pretty much know all the story beats mm-hmm. from yeah, Bazillion and other people. Yeah. The only thing I will say about that movie is I like it a lot less after having actually thought about it because I was more wowed by actual superhuman fight scene, which I haven't seen in a long time. That's what most people saw and what most people liked, but yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Stop and think. Yeah. Yeah, when it, when I stopped for a moment, I was like, "Wait, no." Let's tally up the property damage. <laughs> well, see, see, well, yeah, yes. and, and and here's here's the thing about that, and I'll let you get back to your point in just a second. I just want to I just want to say I loved the movie all up until the last twenty minutes, where they were just you know amping up the action sequence to amp up the action sequence, and it just got boring after a while. It's like okay. You smash each other into enough buildings for twenty minutes. Like, what else is going to happen? You know, just more buildings. Yeah, it's 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 nowhere. I mean, the comparison everybody always said between that action sequence at the end of Man of Steel and the action sequence at the end of the Avengers, and I'm not even talking about property damage, is that the action sequence at the end of the Avengers was paced so much better. It was beautifully crafted. It went. Um, beat to beat to beat, conflict resolution, conflict resolution, big hero shot, conflict resolution, and then it was done. Man of Steel, it was punch, punch, destroy, punch, punch, destroy, punch, punch, destroy, conflict resolution, punch, punch, destroy, punch, punch, destroy, for 20 minutes. Yep. So, I mean, that's like the playing difference. playing an arcade mage. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... One- one, 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 two, one, 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 but one, that's two. the difference between the action sequences between those two moves. And I'm not talking story wise. I'm talking about pacing. Just yeah. But my point is that I was I was trying to make is that Hollywood keeps selling dark and gritty because people keep buying it, and that's what I think is the problem with why they don't have a fucking Wonder Woman movie out. And I wrote this piece on Live Journal four months ago about this. Is that Wonder Woman represents hope, compassion. And they don't know how to write that, and they don't know how to market that. Pacific Rim did it just fine. Because with a big superhero... I know that, but Pacific (laughs) Rim did a lot of things that most people... uh, We're not talking about Pacific Rim. It's just just irritating to me that you don't think you can't make a cool story about Wonder Woman when she's fucking mythic. Literally, that's what all superheroes are based off of. Heroic myths. Well, I mean, look at the Thor movie, the first Thor movie. They basically just made a, th- a fucking, you know, Wonder Woman movie and called it Thor. Yeah, directed by Ken Fernaugh, who specifically directed it as a, as a fairy tale, as a legendary mythological fairy tale. That's and that's what you do with Wonder Woman. Yeah, you adapt the first six issues of George Perez's run. Right after Crisis from 1980, what was it? Six that came out? 1986 that came out. And, and it's basically, she, you know, she wins the contest, she comes, she comes to man's world to, uh, you know, sort of save us from ourselves because, you know, war has gotten too powerful and she needs to sort of remind him you, you can't, you know, be the best god in, in the, you know, the, the brightest crayon in the box because, um, You'll destroy everything, and then who will be left to worship you? And and so you know he charges her to save mankind from from itself, basically, and and that's Wonder Woman's role. She's supposed to be a teacher, an ambassador. Greg Rucka got that completely right during his run. I really love that. 
what can what can you know Themyscira teach us, and what can, we can teach her, and and and, and you know her as in you know the, the nation, not just Diana, yeah, but we got it. It just, oh my god, like, y- you can do this, and there's big action sequences and everything, and, oh my god, DC you know, says, there's peril, and there's... Yeah, D- DC says that something like that is going to be too confusing for audiences to understand, and then Marvel turns around and puts up a promo for Gardens of the Galaxy with Rocket fucking Raccoon. A photorealistic yeah. Rocket Raccoon. That's fucked up. I don't want to see that. DC looks at that and says, no, we need to turn her into another one of Zeus's bastard children. I was so pissed. I can't even tell you how mad I still get about Wonder Woman. I stopped reading it as soon as all the Amazons turned into pirate rapists. What? Not even kidding. No. That's... No, 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 no. Did the Amazons attack? Here's here's what happened. Here's... Right now, there are no Amazons. Right now, they're all been, they've all been like turned to snakes or stone. I can't remember which. So they can't attack. Gosh, shut up! But what happened after they revealed, you know, Wonder Woman's origin? Is she she pays a visit to Hephaestus, who's got like you know this uh, this whole like work crew, you know, making weapons and shit. And it's revealed that those are actually her, you know, Diana's brothers. And she's like. What? He's like, you mean you didn't even stop to think about why there's only girl children on on Themyscira? And she's like, what? I thought it was divine will. Really? <laughs> you moron. What happened was uh, your sisters and your mother and, you know, everybody else, you know, about once a year they go out to sea, they find vessels full of, you know, sailors and, you know, they have their way with them. Whether they want to or not. As you do. Get knocked up. And then kill them. Throw them overboard. Yay. Because nothing tells you compassion more than violent murder and rape. So then, any, any, you know, any girl children that were born nine months later would be raised as Amazons. The boys were given to Hephaestus. As worker bees in exchange for weapons. So they sold half their children into slavery. Heroic. Are we supposed to like the Amazons? <sighs> no, because they're not in the book anymore because of that. Uh, and, and, and I, well, I don't know, actually. I'll, 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 I, I've been sort of keeping up with, with news on Wonder Woman as far as I know. Uh, she just killed Ares and his, and she is now the god of war. I'm done. So Diana's played some video games and got some ideas. I'm Jack so Thompson done. Thompson was right. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, don't go. Don't go there. Well, he is He's back. Wonder Woman's heart is compassion. She's supposed to be compassionate. She's supposed to have learned those values from her sisters. Even Gail Simone, when this came out, said Wonder Woman doesn't need a father. She has a thousand mothers. And I'm just. Oh, just stop. Stop. It's already dead. They're just beating the horse well, just think about until it. it turns into glue. Dana, think about it this way. If they can't handle writing or, or managing Wonder Woman in comics, aren't you kind of glad that they're not making a screen adaptation right now until they get that under Christ, control? Yes. Gail Simone wrote a story during her run. About what would happen if they made a Wonder Woman movie, and 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 Wonder Woman goes and visits the set, and she's like, "Oh, what the fuck is this shit?" And a lot of the ideas that she threw into the into the movie, 
about like, you know, Diana, you must know, you must never know the secret of your true father. And, and, you know, everybody's all scantily clad and there's stupid romance subplots. And, and Gail said later on that half of the ideas she put in that movie that were deliberately over the top were some of the things being bandied about Hollywood, about like real plot lines that they wanted to put into the Wonder Woman movie. And she just like, well, here's nope. what I think of that. <laughs> Take me away, Nopetipus. <laughs> Taking the nope train to fuck this shitville. It's something I read recently concerning the difference between how adaptations are done on the Japanese side and adaptations are done on the American side. Because if when things are done on the Japanese side, they're, the creator still has a lot of input into things. They don't sell everything off as it happens in the American side of things. Rights get tied up into all different places, and it gets it's a huge mess. And that's why Marvel does its movies better because everything's in house. Right, most everything's in house. It's one of those things. Yeah, most far everything. more creative control. Once they once they finally yeah, you get still the rest have of their properties back, uh, movie rights, then it'll be well, a lot better. Well, Amazing Spider-Man Two has to be terrible then, and uh, I like the same with one. the new Fantastic. Yeah. I haven't seen the first oh, one. We own it, but I, I don't. Really I like it. I'm, not gonna, it I'm not really going to spoil it for you, but I really one of the things I really liked about the Amazing Spider-Man is that they updated the origin in a, a believable way for today's crowd. I mean, what what do you do? They did that. The no, 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 no. Here, here, here. Dana, 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 right. Dana. Let me yes, let me see. What, let me say what I'm going to say. Is that? I'm gonna let you finish. What do you What do you do? to make Peter an outcast when everybody's kind of a geek these days, when all kids are kind of geeks, you give them uh, a social anxiety condition. So you have, you have, you have Peter that, uh, and they, they don't come out and say it, but he's basically yeah, but he's borderline Asperger's. And then it suddenly makes sense. So Yeah, but he's always been I'm like that. Just, that's why he was third and outcast. That's not the point is, I'm is, making. Is put- it's like, right. like, I guess they play it up. They, they make it make less it about the fact that he's a science geek because science is 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 cool to kids these days, and make it more that he's a, just a social outcast because of of personality, and it works. And the Amazing Spider-Man is kind of like Die Hard, in the fact where you can have everybody be on the ball and intelligent and make intelligent decisions, and the shit still yeah. works. Yeah, that's the thing about the Amazing Spider-Man with the Dennis Leary's character, with Emma Stone's character, with the uh, the villain. Everybody makes the intelligent decision, is very observant. They're on the ball. You have the police who are actually being police officers and not just being bumbling stupid people for the sake of plot, and it still works. So that's what I love about the Amazing Spider-Man. I saw a, uh, a picture from Amazing Spider-Man 2 of Gwen Stacy in a very specific outfit, and I went, oh, shit, stay away from bridges. Oh, dear. So she's, you think it's going to happen? That exa- I don't know, don't but know. I know that, that... Look, that costume is not an accident. She's wearing the exact outfit, the exact colors... You know the the green trench coat, the purple. You know that she's she's dressed for bridging. 
<laughs> I have to say that Amazing uh, Spider-Man set the bar for Stan Lee cameos. I don't think anything's been uh-huh. as awesome as that one. Oh, uh, man. Well, Stan I, Lee has got to be best, just for cameoing in everything. Yeah, but I mean, the the Amazing Spider-Man was the best one, and nothing's been as good. I saw a gif of it, but I didn't see the movie. I thought that was really a funny. A gif! A gif? Shut the fuck up. Not peanut butter. I'm I'm going to just state this right here. I don't care who the guys the what the guy said who created it. It's GIF. Thank you. Alright, you can uh go to the zoo and go see the giraffes and go to the bar and order yourself a gin and tonic. Kevin, this we're is... gonna have words. <laughs> I was gonna say this is not an argument we should all get into. <laughs> stands for graphic. The G stands for graphic. So it, I, I, it's an acronym. It's it's made to be pronounced as a word. It doesn't uh, doesn't have to be the pronunciation of what the letters uh, originally stood for. My stance on it just comes from years of saying it. Sure, call it GIF. Call it whatever you want. It's not peanut butter. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it GIF just because. That's just the parlance that I use. The parlance that I've heard everyone I know use. It's anyway, GIF. I don't care. We I don't care what other people are bitterly it. divided on the yeah. GIF versus I don't, GIF I don't, issue. I don't I don't care what other people pronounce it as i was doing that to be funny just don't tell me that i'm wrong otherwise i will have words for you so say what you say the way <laughs> you want to say no you're wrong what are yeah, the i'm gonna go with that but yeah just some good then again i have a feeling i'm gonna be uh probably swiftly going into uh kevin's camp the moment someone decides to go to call to call vol voluminous and i'll be like oh well guess i'm calling it jeff now no no <laughs> You really, you really should probably have a pronunciation guide at some point. I think his is like why was I? Never mind. There's more. Why? Because everything's a long a in the Midwest. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm really bad with words with uh, foreign language roots. I don't know. Whatever. So Um, like half of English. Maybe I'm kind of. Though technically that's not really a foreign language root, it's me seeing something and then adding a few letters to it. Maybe I'm just stupid. That's more likely. No comment. No, 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 you're holding something back, Sean. I, I think you should share with the class. No comment. It's back to DC's Come on. existential crisis. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> nah, that was pretty much my point, was that it's it's really upsetting to see that Grim and Gritty keeps selling... Because people keep buying, and then they're gonna grow up thinking that that's the way Superman's supposed to be. Yeah, he's not. You, he's not was, supposed he's to be like. The Kents aren't supposed to be like that. Clark Kent got his morality from his parents. He's not supposed to be like. Oh, maybe you should have let those kids die. Oh, fuck you. So yeah, that's that and was Sterling, Sterling's argument is that well, that's consistent with the Jonathan Kent that they portray in the movie. And my point was, why do they have to portray him like that in the first fucking place? See, well, I still like the, the Jonathan Kent that they it's... portrayed in Lois and Clark. I didn't see enough Lois and Clark to change. It's one of those sure, things that actually... Stage, but still. Yeah. It's one of those things that bothers me about the arguments against Man of Steel, is that, oh, well, Superman's not like, the writers made him like that. I'm like, well, yeah, the writers also made him the way that everyone loves him. This is just the other version of it. We can either like it or not. And then it's Don't so... Just... Budget fucking tickets and made tons of money. And but I'm they got, but, but but they got the right Superman point. at the beginning of the movie when he jumps off of the uh, uh, the freighter and saves the burning oil drill. That's the right Superman. Yeah, 
then he steals some clothes, but, you know. Why can't he just do good because he wants to? Why can't superheroes be inspiring anymore? Why can't we look up to them as an example of how to be better people? Why do they have to have, why do we have to drag them down to have our problems? So that people can relate to them. And that is an argument that you and I have been having for years. Yeah, but it's not really an argument that we've been having and more just shared observations. Let's say ongoing conversation. Ongoing conversation conversation. You're a Marvel and I'm a DC. You're inspired by people who have, who are like you and climb their way up. I uh, like superheroes who are inspirational Some and and say, hey, why don't you, you know, you, you can live up to this standard just by being, you know, a good person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, It's something to, to aspire to. To look up at somebody, and you want to look across at somebody and see a hero. So you like the paragons. So, I like the people who sit there and say, "Well, if he can do it, so can I." Mm-hmm. So you're DC. He's a Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy who reads a shitload of manga. So how do you how do you see heroes, Sean? I'm just curious. Uh, Through wavy speed lines. Poorly translated. Not, not these days, but uh, with subtitles, <laughs> I I actually hate sub stuff. I like oh. to multi, I like to multitask when I do things. So subtitling means I have to always pay attention at all times. To be fair, Dana, so, Dana. To be fair, hear that dubbing sound? companies Kevin, have been getting so much better lately. Do you hear that sound, Kevin? It is the sound of ultimate suffering. Dana, I'm just saying, dubbing companies have it been so getting sweet to so my ears. much better lately. So. I liked I liked some stuff that uh, some stuff stuff like I watch Kill a Kill lately. But I don't I mean, like I don't like dubs because it takes away from the original acting. That's why I'll still watch Japanese shit in the original Japanese with English subtitles because I want to hear I want to hear the emotion behind the voices. Whether or yeah, not but I, I was about to say the only thing is that you don't understand the language, so you don't know matter. if it's good. Uh, no, 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 but it doesn't matter because if you if you can understand the emotions in the scene. Uh, it, it, you can tell if it's good acting if if it comes across to you. Correctly. And yeah, some of the some of the uh, English uh, dub actors are are getting it right these days. I mean, even even back then, even even, even Fun- back Funimation the time, is probably the best company at this at moment. the time. Yeah, and then again, then again, I still have uh, I have series that I think the dubs are a lot better than the Japanese. Uh, I'm going to go with Helsing, Trigun, and Black Lagoon. Those are very widely Nobody's considered heard of to be the the best dubs over 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 the original voice acting. Yeah, but yeah, it's Black Lagoon is probably my favorite dub, even though it's probably the darkest series I could possibly think of at the moment. Darkest sketch, darkest sketch. Well, I mean, when you have a two episode arc, consider con, ah, focusing on two child killers who were horrifically mutilated and sold into various forms of slavery before having several personalities and being generally awful. As you do. Can I say yeah. something hilarious about, about anime and manga real quick? Go for I it. I just saw this on Tumblr because I was totally not multitasking while you guys were having a conversation I wasn't all that interested in. Uh, <laughs> there's a thing over on um, um, Forbes.com. This guy's talking about Legend of Korra. And I've, I've got to, I, I got to read this first paragraph. It says, instead of trying to recapture the sweetness of Last Airbender, Korra took a much riskier, more mature approach to its stories. And through this approach, mainly with the second season, The Legend of Korra accidentally created a whole new genre of television, animated drama. 
and someone on Tumblr goes, this just in, white people invented anime. So basically uh, this idiot uh, has not paid attention at so all. That's like, how long has anime been going on? Like fucking 70 years or some shit like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking no, know. I'm not very into the history of things. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sort sitting of thing there. I say. <laughs> like, are you serious? Da-da, da-da! Wow. What? It, it, and we'll call it animated drama. Animated drama. All of Japan <laughs> just sort of looks at you, stares really My, hard. This is blinks. why we don't like you. <laughs> My only hope is, even though this is a really stupid statement, that it will actually pave the way for animated things that are not purely meant for kids. Batman the Animated Series. Aside from that, that is an amazing show. Also has my favorite Joker in it, because Mark Hamill is amazing. Seriously, watch the first episode of the 90s Batman the Animated Series with the commentary, and they I... go into it. They they, they go yeah, into it's all the pretty... stuff that, that they uh, wanted to do differently with this. Like, they, like instead of doing it on... Uh, Drawing it on transparencies, uh, they they painted it on black paper so that everything was darker. Yeah, I'm that was so cool. Load the comments and they're not loading. I want to read the bottom half Dana, of the internet. Dana, don't read the bottom half of the internet. No, I need to see this guy get called don't out. Don't read the bottom but, uh, half of the internet. Man, have you have you heard the story that Kevin Conroy? Uh, I think he told it in the. It was an anthology. It was an anime anthology of Batman of Batman stories or something like that. But Kevin Conroy was on the commentary of that, and he was working in a soup kitchen during 9-11. Yes, I, I heard that story. And that was at a, a, a con that he did that, too. I saw that video. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Dana's heard this. Go on. No, go, go on. ahead. You, and tell you, you can probably do it better than yeah, I Yeah, and he... And he... Someone... I think, if I recall correctly, someone... Uh, said that, oh, well, Batman's working in the kitchen, so people were like, wait, what? What? So Kevin Conroy from the kitchen shouts... I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And they go, holy fuck, it is him. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, holy shit, it's Batman. So they basically all just sort of rush in and are like, oh my gosh, I Batman love that show. And food. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was one of the greatest stories. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I would, I would, I would love to like just fucking hear hear his answering machine at home. I just really want to know what he puts on it. Uh, he actually released something earlier, which I can't, I haven't watched it yet, but it had him and Tim Daly who did the voice of Superman in the original Superman 90s cartoon, uh, before George Newbern took control for, uh, Justice League. But, uh, I haven't watched it. I've heard it was funny, but it has him, Tim Daly, and Sam Daly who also did Superman in the Flashpoint Paradox movie that came out. I don't want to watch it. I did watch it. Man, that's dark and disturbing. Just because watching Wonder Woman yeah. kill a child. Yeah, yeah. Can we it's just, just not? DC and that's what, up, that's what led up to the, that's what led up to the to the new Fifty Two was Flashpoint. It's something that I cracked a joke about at the end of the movie because at the end of the movie everyone's in their new Fifty Two outfits, but they don't mention anything about it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yep, we are in completely different outfits, and uh, we're not going to say a damn word. I just, On Wednesdays we were just, pink. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. You were you were talking about a thing. You didn't say exactly what the thing that they put put up was. Oh, I as I said, it was just a video. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was funny. So who knows? Sean McNabb bringing I don't us know a if thing I... and explaining it. Hey. 
What, what can I say? Here's I have no thing, idea what it, it is. Funny. But Look it up. I didn't see it, but I wanted to tell you guys about it. I was just related to Kevin Conroy. Oh, man. Well, anyway, before we embarrass ourselves further, we're about an hour and a half in. We should probably start wrapping this up. I really want to thank you for coming on, Sean, because you threw money at us and bribed us. But it was fun. Threw money hey, at what, me. What thank can you. I say? I, uh... Uh, t- shut up. Us as in the fail family kind of... At the okay, point. it was totally the <laughs> I hate you. Well, what can I say? Thank you for it's... giving us money. I would say it's free advertising, but it wasn't. So. <laughs> no, it was about $250 of advertising, but... <laughs> yep, that was back when I had money. I wish I had money. I'd throw that, money at me. And now I've just spent money on lots of things, including, you know, employees, which, that reminds me, i got to do something for Christmas for that. Who anyway, being an adult? You say that, but here I am sitting upstairs in my parents' house, so... <laughs> he raises their hand. No, oh, God, it was funny. There was this one kid, we were, um... It was after the raid on, on Friday, and we were talking, there was this kid in our guild uh, named Gungan, and and I don't, we were talking about time travel, and we ended up talking about Bill and Ted, and he goes, what's that? And I just, like, you've never seen an entire guild choke to death at once. <laughs> going, what? What are they teaching you these days? How I'll be honest, friends? the only reason I've seen Bill and Ted is uh, a teacher in my study hall decided to show it. This kid's like 18 years old, and I'm, I'm crying. So Bill and Ted's about 30 years <laughs> old now, right? I know. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, how are, how are our children supposed to know that they're supposed to be excellent to each other and party That's on That's their dudes? parents' fault for not putting it on. And, 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 you know, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that doesn't make you feel old. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, at least I can drink and live in a house. Sorry, well, uh, you know, Bill and Ted was what, 1984? I want to say 1987. It was way after 1984 because I vaguely remember it being, like, really big in the 90s. Well, it was big, so in, the, it was big in the 90s because they had the cartoon and they had the sequel. Kevin, yeah. Kev, you're going you're gonna to cry. It's 88, isn't it? 1989. 1989, okay. You were way the fuck So, off. same year as Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I kind of remember... I, I, I had, like, this half memory of seeing it. Oh, so, 25 years old. Oh, my God, it is almost 25 years old. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I have to go over here now. <laughs> well, you know, people are no longer learning to be excellent to each other. They're learning from Miley Cyrus that they can grind on people. And They're learning from like the that. evil robot usses. <laughs> I know people who absolutely hate Bogus Journey, and I, I say to them, good day to you, sir. It is it is yeah. a ridiculous movie, not anywhere near as good as the first one, but it's I... wacky fun, it, and it has the best ending. It's got Station. station. <laughs> I love Station. It's got Station. I'll be honest, I have not Plus, seen that one. can I just say that the meaning of life is a fucking poison song? Come on, I'm all over that shit. <laughs> Sean, it is now uh, after you go, you after and after you finish Day of the Doctor, and you squeeze about it on Twitter. Your next mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch Bill and Ted's bogus all journey. the way through, and you got to sit through crappy part. Got to sit through I, the crappy part. I, I hate to say it, part. I'm gonna have to add it to the backlog because oh. I have about uh, ten years worth of Common Rider I still need to watch. So you sound like you sound Priority. like the guilty of mine that uh, watches a lot of Common Rider and still hasn't seen Die Hard. 
or uh, listened to Stairway. Uh, I haven't seen Die Hard. Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. Really see, and, 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 and see, he, he, he made a joke about Stairway, and so the rest of us started uh, uh, quoting it in Raid Chat, and he was like, are you guys doing Smash Mouth? And we are like, what? Oh! <laughs> That's... And we're like, no, this is That's Stairway. Like oh, wait, Direct no, I haven't, I haven't heard Stairway. <laughs> so we told him to go listen to Stairway. I don't think he has yet. <laughs> to be fair, it's like eight minutes long, but still. Eight minutes? Eight awesome minutes? Are you guys quoting Smash Mouth? Because <laughs> that, like, that looks like All-Star to me. No, Sean, no, if you do, I will punch you in the throat with your own fist. Hey, now, I stopped. It's alright, we all need a little change. I hate you so much. This has been episode 68 of Made a Fail. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. Thank you, Kevin, for guest hosting, and I'll never ask you back again, you son of a bitch. This has been a Made a Fail (laughs) classic episode. <laughs> Thanks I'm for glad coming. I could be here for a classic. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. Have a good, good night. night. Good night. Questions, comments, thoughts on the Copyright Protection Act of 1998? Please come to MadeAfail.net and share. Loony.